Welcome to the Move Well Radio Podcast, where we discuss all things related to health and wellness. We dispel common myths and misconceptions regarding healthcare, and we do it in a way that you can actually understand. And it's hosted by yours truly, Dr. Roger St. Ange, doctor of physical therapy, founder of Move Athletics Physical Therapy and Performance. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode. Today, we have a special guest, Paul Taft, on with us. Paul, thanks for taking time out of your day and and hanging out with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so Paul caught my attention. uh, Well, one, because he's he's a pretty good athlete, and I like watching him uh, exercise. That sounds weird to say out loud, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) I like watching him compete. Probably at this point, one of the best athletes in uh, in Western Mass. I think it seems like you kind of win everything you go to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, he started. Uh, I started seeing more and more like health and fitness coaching stuff coming from. Him. He's got a program that's going to be launching. So I figured, you know what, we should uh, we should talk to Paul and see, find out his story and, and, and see. What we, I don't know what he's doing. What he wants to change about the the health and fitness world. So. Paul, how did you initially, like, what's your athletic background? Did you play sports growing up, or, like, what was that? Uh, yeah, I, so I um, I pitched during baseball. Um, I played baseball pretty much till, since I was real young until, I'd say, sophomore year. And I also played football. I started that in third grade. I was a lineman uh, my whole youth career, I guess you could say, until I reached high school. And then in high school, I was linebacker. I got a few All-Western Mass, and then I ended up hurting my knees. And um, But, yeah. yeah, played football. I wrestled my senior year. That's the one thing I regret not doing since my youth was, was wrestling. Yeah. But uh, I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, wrestling's fun. Yeah. I did that a little bit, a little MMA, too. Like, wrestling's like, I don't know. There's something about it. There's, there's nothing like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. So... Uh, you know, all that to say, you've been uh, active and and fit, exercising pretty much your your entire life in one way or another. Yeah. Um, so then, what kind of led you down the road to uh, to getting into CrossFit? Well, so I guess every off season football, it's I, I remember seeing like Rich Froning and all all the, the the general story. Yeah. Seeing all them, seeing the games. Um, I used to go to Fitness First. Mm-hmm. And I would do try to do all the movements. Um, they wouldn't let me drop the bar over my head. So <laughs> that led to a whole nother problem, actually. I ended up tearing both my rhomboids because of that. Oh, wow. But, yeah, I just lo- I loved what I was watching. I loved the way they looked. I loved the competitiveness of it. Um, I figured it was a perfect opportunity for me, instead of going into a college sport, to do that because I loved it. I did it. I practice the movements. I'll do it myself um, at Fitness First. Like I'll, I'll just, <laughs> I was just like same old typical starter pack, I guess, of a, a CrossFit yeah. athlete. But yeah, I mean, I just loved everything about it. Yeah, that, that's awesome. That's kind of like not quite how I started, but I was working out in North Carolina in my carport, like completely alone by myself, like doing yeah. snatches, like in the grass because I didn't have <laughs> I didn't have anywhere to do them, and I had metal plates. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm not doing that in the driveway. The landlord would be really upset if I <laughs> cracked yeah, the yeah. pavement. I met my best friend at, at the at the gym. It was pretty much just me and him against the world in high school, but in 
my garage at my house that we used to live in, I, I remember like we, my dad used to, he built us a box. Like we would be out there in the winter, just freaking getting after it, doing workouts. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was good. Yes. That's, that's awesome. Cool. So now, uh, now we come along, you've been competitive for a while. How long have you been competing actively in, in the sport? I've taken a pretty big hiatus, but um, I guess probably three years, I'd say, would be yeah. what, I, what I have been trying to be competitive. Gotcha. Yeah, okay, so we've been, been competing, and now, uh, now we're in a, a situation where you're, you're launching uh, a health and wellness program. Like, tell, us, tell us a little bit about that. Like, what, what are you doing with that? All right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my, my full story. So pretty much throughout my youth career, football, all that stuff, I was I was the big kid. I weighed 170 pounds almost in fifth grade, so I was kind of that that bigger kid. I I had asthma really bad, so I was on nebulizer treatments almost at least three times a week. I I still remember I still have the machine at my house just to remind myself <laughs> what what, was yeah. that, what that was like. But I remember half hour sitting there shaky, um, not being able to sleep, all that stuff. And I, I just, I kind of shut down as a kid, not insecure, just kind of angry as like a must be nice mindset or, or looking at all my friends, like even in football, like I wanted to be the one running the ball. I wanted to be the one at line at the linebacker position, but unfortunately I wasn't, I was, I was the lineman and, and that sucked for me but I definitely learned a lot from that and fast forward a little bit my dad ended up starting to go to the gym a bit more he ended up losing a lot of weight at the time and I kept seeing him come home happy losing the weight eating right all that and so it started getting the train rolling you know um so seeing that I remember it was this moment that I was sitting on my parents' bed for some reason. I don't remember that part, but I was, they had a big sliding glass mirror and I was staring at myself for like five, 10 minutes. And then I got up and I took off my shirt and I just looked at myself and I started like crying almost. And I was like, something's got to change. I literally grabbed all of my fat that I had just hanging over my like waistline and and I was like how did I get to this point and obviously I was always on prednisone I was always on the the nebulizer treat all this stuff and obviously that kind of contributed to my weight gain how how um, old were you at this point I was 12 okay. yeah yeah so I was I was very in my head and I knew I was it's a tough spot for anybody yeah. to be never mind at at 12 yeah so pretty much I took that next day. I did, uh, I started off doing five push-ups, five sit-ups, three rounds every night. And I added by one each week. The weight just started shedding off. I started eating better because with my dad starting to go to the gym, he brought in some healthier foods. I started doing my research. And through that, I realized that even though I played football, did all those things, I would literally come home from football practice and I would go straight to McDonald's mm -hmm. and I'd get 
I don't know if you saw my my recent post, but I, I used to literally I created the twenty piece McNugget. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I did. I, I had I that. Did see that? Yeah. I created that. I, I used to have a large root beer. I used to get large fry, all that stuff. Like I don't even eat McDonald's anymore because I I know, mm. I, like I, I had enough. <laughs> but yeah, and and after doing all those sit ups, push ups, the weight started shedding off. I started running in my neighborhood. I would run pretty much till I got tired, and it was at that point where I really started becoming the person that I knew I could be. You know, like just thinking about it, like it, it I almost want to cry now because it, it, for me, it's so powerful. And for what I'm doing now, I want all of my clients to feel that way. And for some reason, so I got to high school, I got way more into fitness, obviously. I wanted to get bigger, faster, stronger. At the time, that's when kind of CrossFit started, started up. I, I did all, all, research on that so I started doing some of that at, at like I said at fitness first that's when I finally got to do linebacker position and I loved it and unfortunately throughout my high school career I popped a kneecap out I I popped my a bursa sack on, on my knee and, and all that all that stuff but um that's kind of the reason why I didn't kind of progress into college I, I just didn't have the interest in that but long story short so I I got done done with football. I started wrestling and right about then was the time to pick, I guess, what you want to go into as a career. And this is another avenue that I hope anyone listening to this, I can help inspire them even at my age to really follow their dream because I was I was stuck for a pretty good amount of time after I chose what I chose. But pretty much I remember sitting at my my family dinner table. My mom's like, "We we gotta get going on this. We gotta figure out what you want to do. What do you want to go to college for?" <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why I waited so long. I, I just just wasn't my focus, dude. It's a huge, it's a huge decision yeah. for anybody. I, I don't know. It's just crazy to me that you're expected to make this big decision at like 17, 18 yeah. years old. Like, hey, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Like, I don't know, man. I had no idea. Yeah. I I got a I got a free pass on that because I dropped out of high school and joined the Marine Corps. So I got a little extension on the what do you want to do yeah. with your life decision. So I was 22, but still, then it's like 21. But then still, it's like, dude, like, it's a big decision, yeah. right? Yeah, if, I, if whenever I have kids, it's the one thing. If they, if they want to go to like a community college, figure their their shit out, and that's fine with me. Yeah. But I certainly learned my lesson. So I typed in, I, lo- I love sci- science type of stuff and in health. I applied to three different schools, exercise science. And then I looked up, of course, being my age, I looked up what made the most money. Mm-hmm. And obviously that led me <laughs> down the wrong path. But I definitely learned from it. But anyways, I chose nursing. And it was kind of a last-second decision. I'm like, I can learn a lot. It, we work three 12-hour shifts, and, and you're kind of, you have a good amount of, I guess, power. And, and most importantly for me, it was 
the fact that everyone looked at nurses as like they respect them, mm-hmm. you know. And as far as exercise science, at the time, it just wasn't something that was booming, you know. Yeah. And it's crazy how much it's grown just since, I mean, I chose nursing, <laughs> you know. Um, For sure. But I ended up going to school for nursing at American International College. And first year was fine. It was all um, just anatomy and all that stuff. But um, once the nursing started, that my first class, I didn't end up passing my first class. Mm-hmm. And I, again, the world gave me a choice. They just opened up exercise science at American International College. So I had the choice to go into that or continue my path in nursing. And being the person I am, I chose to go back into nursing. I wrote a letter to the dean on why I failed, what I could do better, all that stuff. They accepted me back into the program. And for me, looking back at that, I'm the type of person that needs to seek things out completely. Mm -hmm. Whether I fail or I don't, I need to seek it out. Luckily for me, I didn't fail. So that five years that I was in school, that was it was hard-ass work. Yeah. And on top of that, I utilized all my stress and everything, and I put it towards the gym. I was in the gym probably two to three hours a day. And that's really when I, I generated my passion for coaching and seeing – all the wrong things and seeing what I think I can be better. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yep. Absolutely. Um, and having that mindset that I had as a kid, I almost, um, even though I lost all that weight, I still had that, like, I wish I was them, you know, um, even though they're not making the money that they should be, they're not doing all, all this stuff. I wish I was them. So I, I ended up graduating passed my boards. So I am a registered nurse and I wasn't happy even after I graduated. Even It was partially because COVID. We didn't get the ceremony. We didn't get any of that, which sucked because you, I mean, five years of hard work. Yeah. <laughs> you get a Zoom call, which I didn't even attend because I didn't, nope. I didn't want to watch that. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten either. Yeah, that's tough. Um, so what I do, I decided to attempt 5,000 burpees. Yeah, Got to three thousand. Remember that. Um, but this try, my left tricep ended up. I was like, you know what? I'll call it. I gotta train again this week. Yeah. But that was definitely a good experience. And on top of that, I um, utilized that as a way to donate to to a charity. Then that summer, I hope I don't get choked up saying this, but my papa, so my my mom's dad, and. My girlfriend's uncle passed away, both back to back. I'm sorry. They were both amazing people. And um, my girlfriend's uncle would always cut my hair for free. Um, He gave the best haircuts. But it's crazy how fast life can just change. And my girlfriend's uncle was the type of person that would just go run 10 miles, go do whatever. So what I decided to do was combine both their ages. And what I did was I um, put up another foundation charity um, and I biked both their ages. I think it was over 140, 42 or 141 miles. 
that I biked. And I previously, just to train for it, I biked 50 miles a week. <laughs> um, I bought myself a bike. I got super into biking. And I did, I had a group of people from the gym that, that did it with me. Obviously, my girlfriend's family, my family, they all did a walk, run, or whatever. But for me, I did the full, I biked from my house. All We biked all the way to, um, I think, New Haven. And and then back, and then the last twenty miles, they're like, "Oh, you want me to? Do you want us to bike with you?" I was like, "No, this is for me." That was hell of a twenty miles. <laughs> yeah, but I ended up completing that, and I was happy, you know. And I don't know if it was then where I started to really notice that, like, my happiness and all this stuff was built around moving. And and being able to do these things, being able to do these fundraisers and, and help charities and being able to coach and do all this stuff. And on top of that summer, I also decided to get my level one CrossFit trainer certification. And then I started coaching and Tom helped me out a bit from, from Wingman. And that's where I coach. And... That's where everything kind of started growing for me and went on vacation and now it was time for the real world when I get, got back from vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, the transition was pretty tough going from pretty much just caring about passing to and obviously my fitness and being competitive to working a full-time job and all that, all that stuff. So I started my, my nursing career at Hartford Hospital. I worked on a post-cardiac surgery unit. I was there for about eight months, and there, there's a whole story to that, but pretty much I wasn't happy. I, I would have stayed if they were willing to work with me as far as just putting me on day shift, mm -hmm. but I was rotating, and I wasn't allowing this part of my life to slip. So by that, I mean I, I would literally, if I had a day off the next day, I'd be in the gym after I got out of work. I wouldn't get to the gym until maybe 9 o'clock. I'd get home around 10, 30, 11. Um, I would eat, shower. I, I would be in bed till 1, and then I'd wake up again, and um, I'd have to sleep in until like 10, Mm -hmm. So my days, my day offs are already wasted. Then I have to go spend three hours in the gym. <laughs> um, it, it was getting real old real quick. Yeah. And I just wasn't allowing that to slip. So they weren't really willing to allow me to transfer to another floor, get day shift and all this stuff. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm done. And I had the opportunity to go to base state, day shift, cardiac floor, a little bit less intense. I didn't take it. I just, I had wanted no part in it. It's mm -hmm. a big decision too. Yeah, that, that was, it. a lot of this past two years was built off of a lot of decisions. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of choices. And it was a lot of outweighing, but that's besides itself. But anyways, so I decided to put in my two weeks and I was able to learn a lot from 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 that because I I got to see all these people come out of heart surgery and I mean we would literally 
it, it, it was an intense floor, especially being a new grad. And I got to see all these nurses that were so passionate about their work. And I wanted that for myself, but I couldn't get there. And I knew that I will never get there. And that's not the field that you should be in if you aren't passionate about it. Yeah. And unfortunately, that that's a that's a huge problem in healthcare. Is um, <laughs> yes, you is. see a lot of that. Yeah. And and I, luckily, I still live with my parents, so I'm able to make that decision. And I figured I better make that decision now before it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. So long story short pretty much contemplating my whole entire life for a pretty good amount of time after that. I would say I was pretty depressed, especially coming out of those night shifts and and my life pretty much was upside down. But throughout that, I was was coaching as well. And that's another reason why it it just got too much because I had come off of a night shift. I'd have to be back on day. I'd coach. And then the next day I'd be day shift. And then it just would be a big shit show. And I realized that that one day I coached at the time, one day a week on Tuesdays. And that was the best time of my week. And I felt like I was able to change so many more people's lives doing that. Dude, that's where it is. Yeah. That's where it is. I mean, that's the same thing for me, right? When I was coaching CrossFit for like was like six or seven years, like I just loved it. Yeah. Right? Like you look around, you see those people that are just like miserable in their jobs, <laughs> right? Like, God, that sucks. Yeah. Like being here is fun. This is amazing. Like I'm getting to help people. We're going to literally change their lives. Right? Yeah. People come in, they lose a whole person worth of weight or they can't get off the floor, <laughs> like whatever it is, yeah. right? And like literally being able to to have a, an impact on their life in a way that nobody else has been able to. Right? Yeah. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. It, and that's where I started to kind of understand that I was like, nursing and coaching are very similar. In the hospital or in a doctor's office, you are the one that's there with that patient. Mm-hmm. And you are the one that, that advocates for them the best way that you can. And... I got thinking, I'm like, that's really what a coach does. They deliver the best preventative care possible through fitness and health and wellness. And they're not after, I was sick of kind of giving these people their medications. I was sick of being told by, by a doctor like, oh, like all, all this, all this crap. And I just wanted to be the one that my clients and my patients and all this stuff like looked up to, you know what I mean? Like all my patients in the hospital didn't know what I do outside of when I'm there for 12 hours, you know? Yeah. And there's just no emphasis on, on true health within a hospital. And that's one of the reasons why I, I just was like, you know what, I'm, I'm done but what if we decided to create a system where fitness and health was integrated into a health healthcare system that already obviously is established? You're speaking my language right now, brother. Like, you know? We don't have a healthcare system. We have a sick care system, yeah. right? Like the coaches, like the fitness class, like that is the healthcare system. Yeah. Everything else is reactive. I totally understand what you're saying. Like this in the... The solution for these people from the doctors is stuff and full of pills. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, how about we talk about diet and exercise and lifestyle modification? Yeah. Now nah, let's just use some pharmaceuticals. Half those people, obviously, there's some cardiac events, but even the people with the cardiac events, probably a lot of them could have avoided those with yeah. some lifestyle changes. Yeah. What What a lot of people don't realize is it's all a good portion of let's just say cardiac disease is from like these modifiable risk factors that can be controlled. Mm. It's not. It's it's not because of genetics. It's not because of all that other crap that floats around. But it's because you haven't been taking care of yourself, and you've just been letting the the bad habit slip and slip and slip. And let's just say you get go to the doctor. He puts you on a a, a, a hypertensive drug and high blood pressure, and you get put on the drug and your blood pressure goes down. You think you're fine. What happens two years, three years down the road, you continue your bad habits and you get put on more medication. And it's just the band-aids just keep, they just keep getting applied. Multiplying. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately for the people that are way down that rabbit hole, I can't help. But the people that are just getting diagnosed, the people that are just, that just got the med those are the people that, that I can help. And I feel like that's truly powerful. And I, and I really want to be able to change their lives. And because that feeling that I had when I lost all my weight and that feeling of, of not being out of breath anymore, I, I, I got rid of my asthma. It only comes back when I, during heavy allergy season. That feeling of being able to go bike 140 miles at any time that I want. Yeah. Like, that's the feeling that I want every one of my clients to have. And the only way you get that is through showing up for your clients and having conversations and, and number one, being empathetic to where they are. And that's another thing that I feel like I learned throughout nursing is empathy. Because um, before that, I'd, I would have just been another exercise trainer. You know what I mean? And now I'm out trying to change the world because of what I was able to see within the healthcare system. And that's why I'm, when I look at what I'm grateful for, I am grateful for that experience. Um, for sure. And it's taken me a lot of time to realize that because I'm sick of not seeing empathy in coaching. I don't really enjoy that, the the monthly check-in, the the here's your questionnaire for the week, like all this stuff. Like, how about we have a real conversation? Um, we figure out where you're at. We, we do movement assessments. We do all this stuff. And that's exactly where my program um, was kind of created. And I guess when, when we talk about the program itself, the buildup to it, I, I was actually, when we mentioned uh, my buddy from, Denver that opened up his own gym. He used yep. to be a coach at Wingman. Um, he offered me a coaching position with the money I wanted, uh, full time, and it was the easiest decision and the hardest decision in my life. And me and my girlfriend were going to move out to Denver. She was all for it. She was willing to do that for me. And it took me a pretty good amount of time to be like, maybe this just isn't this isn't where I'm at. So I ended up saying no. Because I felt like I, I didn't want to be another person to help someone else grow with their business. I'm, I'm perfectly fine doing that where I am now because I'm trying to grow my own. And 
and I believe that Wingman has a true, a huge potential to be the best gym in this area. And that's why I'm more than willing to help Tom do that. Tom's but, great. Tom yeah. helped me when I first started yeah. too. Like he's, yeah. <laughs> I started my business out of Wingman as a, well. I yeah. think he should be a business coach. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> he's just, he's a great person. He's got yeah. a lot of empathy. He's like, all the things that we're talking about, yeah, Tom's, yeah. Tom's amazing. But I ended up saying no. And it's like this huge weight just lifted off my shoulder. And I was finally able to put all my dreams and, and everything that, that I was wanting to do in, into action now. So I ended up, like we talked about earlier, we talked about the business coach. So I hired myself a business coach, and that truly changed my life. And it wasn't really until that, that moment until I realized the power of coaching itself and why we all need coaches. Yeah. Coaches need coaches. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, whether it's life coaching, business coaching, health coaching, all this stuff, like it, it's truly amazing what someone can do. And I'll just, one big thing that got brought up um, throughout the past three months that I've been part of the program is I've been so attached to nursing and being a registered nurse because I thought everyone trusts registered nurse and that's what's going to help me grow my business. Yeah. And then he, my my coach Matt was like, "Why would you hire me?" I'm like, "I don't know. I I trusted you." And it wasn't until that moment when I was like, "It's not about like the certificates or what's behind your name. It's about you as as a person." Yeah. You know. Obviously, we all need the the education behind it but really he didn't go to school for for business you know what i mean but for some reason i just trusted him to take me from not knowing anything how to grow a business to changing the world you know and that's that got me to the point where i was like you know what i'm not a registered nurse anymore i'm a coach and it took me a while to get there um for sure but i think that's important right because you're it's hard to ask somebody to do something that you're not willing to do, right? If you're not willing yeah. to invest in coaching to get skills that you need, how would you ever expect your clients, yeah. right, to to make a decision that you're unwilling to make yourself? Yeah. And it's just another way that you've you've been leading by example. You've been in the situation. You know, like the thought process behind what goes into hiring a personal coach. Um, so tell us, tell us about your program, man. Like, what's what's it all about? Um, so pretty much, I cover three. I guess main pillars, so mindset, nutrition, fitness. And it's a, a 90 day program where we take where you're at and we assess your goals, we assess your movement, and it can be all done online. It's all going to be run through an app, the, the True Coach app. Yeah. And that way I'm able to give people, um, like, let's just say movement assessments. They're able to send them back to me. I can make sure that they're doing them right. Then from there, we def we create an individualized exercise program for that person, and as well as meeting them where they are as far as nutrition, and creating a plan that way. I believe there's no. I mean, when you ask yourself what do you, what does healthy even mean, it's based on the person and their lifestyle. So that's why I believe that everything should really be individualized, especially with nutrition, and that way we can attain their goals and they're able to attain them even after 
the 90 days is over. Whether they want to continue to work with me or not, they will have the tools and be educated enough to make their own healthy choices. It'll be nice and easy for them because a lot of people struggle with the diet after the diet and there's no emphasis on that. And I want to be able to give them the tools to be able to say they're at a different point of their life. They're able to calculate their own calories. They're able to, if that's the diet they want, they're able to do flexible dieting any way they want. They're able to figure out their own macros. Because I feel like when all these month-to-month based coaching um, nutrition platforms, they're all hiding this information Mm -hmm. away from their, their clients so that they can retain them. I feel like that that shouldn't be the case. Um, they should be educated. Just like as a nurse, I was trying to educate people, discharge them out the door in 30 minutes. I wasn't able to do that. They're, that's the most stressful. They just got open heart <laughs> surgery. Yeah. You think they're listening? <laughs> yeah. No. And now I'm able to really take the time and, and educate them. And the biggest part of my program is where do I see the biggest problem, I guess, in the health healthcare health and wellness industry is no one actually knows how to be their own health advocate. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, that's another reason why I'm grateful for, for nursing and all that stuff is because I learned all these different ways that as a nurse, we advocate for our patients and I'm going to translate that into a form for my clients so that they can utilize that so that the next time they go to the doctor, they can actually understand what's happening they know what blood pressure is. They know what high cholesterol means for them down the road. They know all of this stuff, and they don't feel lost anymore. They don't feel like next time they go to the doctor, oh, geez, he's going to put me on this med. I have no idea what to do. Um, he's going to tell me to eat right and exercise, but I have no direction to go in, and I am that direction. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that makes total sense. I mean, Again, you're just you're speaking exactly my language, right? I see it every single day as a healthcare provider. People go to their doctors, they have no idea what they're doing or why. Yeah. Dude, I have people that come in here, I'm like, that are like, "Hey, I've had knee surgery." All right, cool. Like, what did you have done? They're like, "Knee surgery." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but like, what, what do they do beyond like knee surgery? They repair your meniscus. Like, oh, I don't know. They just did knee surgery. Yeah, right. People are like, oh, I'm on medication. I don't really know what it's for. Like, what? What? Yeah. It's crazy. People go to their doctor, to a specialist, to whoever in the medical community, and they don't understand anything that's being. And nobody wants to admit that they don't know or they don't understand, right? So they're just like nod and agree. Like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm gonna do it. Any questions? Nope, no questions. And you leave. And you're like, I have no idea. Yeah, what's that, going on? That's the biggest part of like the the mindset part of everything is and what I do is you have to be able to unlearn a lot of what oh, you yeah. think you know. Yeah. Um and and that for me like I I will constantly learn and unlearn a lot of things mm-hmm. constantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's, uh, I love what you said about giving people the knowledge and the tools to take care of themselves, right? It's yeah. the same thing that we do here at Move Athletics, right? Like, yeah, we, we guide you along, but I, I tell, we tell everybody, like, we're not going to fix you. We're going to give you the tools to fix yourself. In the end, it's up to you. I can't yeah. force you to do what you do, like, take the advice that you're supposed to do. Yeah. But if you're here and you're serious about, like, changing your life and changing your health and, like, learning how to take care of yourself, we're going to guide you along. Yeah. We don't fix people. We teach them how to take care of themselves. So they also have the skills, just like you were saying, to be successful long-term. 
like these other companies, that you're, you know, that you're talking about nutrition coaching companies or even like traditional clinics where it's like, hey, come in, do the stuff here that we tell you to do. And then like if you have a problem, just come back to us and we'll fix it for you. Yeah. Like, no, like they should have the skills. In the, the experience with you should be so good that, you know what, I mean, people know how to, but they just want to keep working with you because they enjoy working yeah. with you, right? Because they like the accountability, they trust you and, uh, and they enjoy it. Uh, not because they have to and they don't know what to do from there. Yeah. It, I believe this program is going it, to – it's pretty powerful. Um, and I believe in it, and that's the most most important. Yeah. And if anyone gets anything out of this, it's it's to help inspire them to, to really just live out their, their own life and not just keep doing the same thing every day. And, <laughs> I love it. And, and, like, I want them to be able to do what they love and be happy. Yeah. That's so huge, man. Like, uh, I would say right now I'm unemployable, right? Yeah. I was miserable doing what I was doing. Yeah. I'm still in the same field at least, right? Yeah. But like, uh, miserable. I was seeing 30 patients a day, over a hundred patients a week. Yeah. How do you help 30 people in an eight hour day? You can't, it's just the mail, just pumping them in, pumping yeah. them out. Like, just and you're, you're expecting and them to go home, do the exercises and, yeah. and all that stuff. If they but... even get exercises to do at home. Yeah. A lot of the companies are like, hey, just come in three times a week. Like, they don't need to come in. They, they should be doing this shit at home. Nope, yeah. we need them to come in three times a week. And if your patients aren't coming in enough times, then you start getting in trouble. Like, oh, you're not getting a raise because you didn't meet productivity standards. Like, dude, you. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's not ridiculous. So, I mean, is there a specific subset of people that you think would do really well with your program? Or is it like, you So, have- I really target anyone that really needs to lose weight that's been struggling with any chronic illness um chronic obesity obesity obviously even at during covid has risen quite a, a bit yeah so i know the people are out there but and people that you don't need motivation to start you just need to start and that's part of what i do is teach people that that through action and all this stuff like you you don't need that constant motivation. For me, the motivation was just starting that those three rounds, five push-ups, five sit-ups, and seeing the progress over time. You don't have to know the answers to get yeah. started. Everybody wants to, to feel like they have everything figured out before yeah. they start something, or I have to get to a certain point. So it sounds like, really, people that do really well with your program that you, that you love to work with is anybody that is having or finding themselves in some type of deteriorating health. That they're starting yeah. to notice some of these cholesterol or blood pressure changes or they're having these conversations with their docs that they don't understand or they're putting on weight yeah. and they don't, they don't really know what to do or, or they want some help with. Just altogether becoming a healthier person, not just on the surface level, but like in their daily habits, it's going to set them up for, yeah. for long-term success. So they can still be moving and active and doing the things that they love when they're 80 yeah. 90 years old. Yeah, and that's that's truly the goal. When I get my clients to lose all the weight, the true goal is, is even if they have kids to be able to inspire their children because oh, yeah. that that especially childhood obesity is a huge problem and I know what it was like to be there. The parents set the example for that. Yeah. Just like you were saying earlier, right? Like, hey, my dad maybe wasn't the healthiest. He started getting to the gym. He started bringing in these different foods. And that put me on the path that I'm on in life right now. Well, yep. you, not me, but, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, um, yeah, that makes that makes total sense. Yeah. We see that day in and day out. The people that have poor eating habits at home, their children have poor eating habits. The people that are, like, eating healthy and constantly have fruits and vegetables, their children are willingly making salads and like choosing healthy snacks, you know, instead of 
Twinkies and Ho Hos or whatever. Yeah, just um, I don't know if you saw, but Base Day ended up posting this post about how this doctor created uh, weight loss surgery for for kids under eighteen. That's ridiculous. Like less than fifteen years old. I'm like, is that really what we've gone to? Dude, yeah, and like like, it's again, it's a band aid, right? Yeah, you can get. Uh, weight loss surgery you can get whatever you know to restrict your stomach but it doesn't change your habits yeah they still go home same exact lifestyle same yeah. exact same food is in the fridge <laughs> Dude, this is the second time today i've had this conversation i was talking to my barber speaking of haircuts right <laughs> this morning about like type 2 diabetes like yeah. it's totally <laughs> totally avoidable like yeah. instead of getting your toes cut off and then half your foot <laughs> your whole foot like your leg at the knee and then like your whole leg cut off you could just yeah hear me out change your lifestyle, eat a little bit healthier, move your body a little bit more and, and start to reverse some of these things. Yeah, and that that's why, like I said, that whole empathy part plays such a huge role because for people that, that weren't in that environment, it's hard to understand. For sure. That, like, why someone would yep. not be like, you know what, my foot's gone, I need to change. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, change is empathy hard. is huge, yeah. Change is hard, change, change is, is hard. scary. The devil you know is always better than the devil you don't. Yeah. Even... And that's why people uh, get in their own way, right? Like I think it was Seneca that said we suffer more in our imagination than in reality, right? Leaving nursing, hard decision. I'm sure you probably thought of every way that your life could possibly fall apart leaving and I put on all this time, like this is a waste of my life. And But look at you now, like you're doing something you're passionate about. And if you never took that big, scary step, that first terrifying step where you didn't know where things were going to go and the resistance there is the highest you'd still be miserable you would be that guy that's a 40 50 year old nurse that's hated their life and miserable right so i'd be stuck (laughs) so you're you're setting you're setting the example man making hard choices uh to be able to then powerfully lead and guide your clients through those same hard choices and 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 really what helped me because throughout this past three months that i've been working with with my coach on on developing my program is is the resistance that i kept like every i mean every day i was feeling resistance i'm like why why am i doing this to myself i can just literally go get a part-time job nursing and and be a part-time coach and and I, I, I kept wanting to go back to that, that same life, even though I, I didn't want it. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy how that yeah. works. Yeah. And, and that's the power of coaching is really to keep you accountable. And be like, why did you want this in the first place? Yeah. You know? My, uh, my buddy Jared Moon, uh, actually a mentor of mine, he has a book called Killing Comfort. You should, you should check that out. It's really good because that's what it is. It's the comfort, right? People stay in their comfort zone. Yeah. And, I mean, business – and life in general is all about how uncomfortable are you willing to get to be successful yeah. and get what you want, you know? So this has been great, Paul. Like yeah. if, uh, if people want to find out more about your program or they just want to get in contact with you or, or follow you on the internet, like how do they get a hold of you? Phone number, email, Instagram, like, well, I have my Instagram is at coach Paul Taft. And then I think my Facebook is, is the same. I think just Paul Taft, you can look up, but yeah, you can just message me through there. Instagram, um, Facebook. You have an email uh, you want to put out there for everybody? Um, taft.paul67 at gmail, gmail.com. Taft, my, T-A-F-T. T-A-F-T, yeah. All right. Um, but yeah. Cool. So then uh, rapid fire questions. Uh, what's your fastest mile run? Oh, geez. I think 550. Oh, all right. 
slow, but yeah, know, I'm not, just kidding. Not, I'm just kidding. Not too fast. It's, but. <laughs> uh, it's not lightning speed, but it's definitely not slow. I haven't done a mile run forever. Yeah. <laughs> like for, for time. Yeah. Uh, that's because it's terrible. It's like, yeah. the, it's, <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, what's your snatch? Uh, my last snatch was 250. What's your, yeah, that's pretty good. What's your Fran time? Fran time is 220. All right. All right. And then, uh, is there, what's your favorite book or what's one book you think everybody should read? So I actually recently decided to go down the book of reading. It's something my, my papa had was, was a big thing filled with books. And I don't know what it was, if it was after he, he passed away or what, but I ended up getting this feeling of like I need to read. And then uh, I ended up, my first book that I read since I graduated uh, college was that Matthew McConaughey's book. Oh, yeah, Green Lights. Green Lights. Yeah, that's good. And I loved it, and I was able to connect with it so well. Um, it was an easy read. It's um, a crazy story. Yeah, but I mean, that was a good book. It was. It was. I actually um, I listened to the audio book. It's oh, narrated. Okay. I heard it was himself. cool. <laughs> it was really good. But it was so good that then I bought the hard copy. So yeah. I've started listening to a lot of audiobooks because it's just easier for yeah. me than sitting down. But then when I have a really good one or there's things that they're referencing, I'll buy the, uh, the yeah. hard copy. Yeah. So just, right now yeah. I'm on uh, 12 Rules of uh, for Life by Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my next one's going to be Unconventional Medicine. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I think that's by a Dr. Gundry or something like that. Yeah. No, I got a series. <laughs> Those are all good books, man. That's how you learn. Yeah. It's it's crazy how much knowledge is in a book. <laughs> it crazy. is. As long as you're reading books to implement, right? Like yeah. As a, not to get out too far off track, but as an entrepreneur, when I first started, I was like reading books and listening to books just because I thought that's what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. So now I got to go back and read and listen to a lot of them again because I just like passively went through it and didn't implement things. I'm like, shit, there's like good information in these books that I wasn't ready for yeah. and I just was wasting time doing what yeah. I going through the motions you know yeah but cool all right man so uh we'll end this it's been going on for a little while i appreciate your time and coming in <laughs> no problem and telling us all about your thank story. you for the opportunity yeah it was really cool getting to know like, your your backstory and, and yeah. learn a little bit more about you i'm sure uh we'll have you on again at some point definitely cool man thanks so much hey real quick before you go i just want to say thanks for listening and if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast please Share it with others by taking a screenshot of this episode and posting it to your story on Instagram and tagging at MoveAthleticsPT so we can repost it. And to stay up on all the latest from me, make sure that you follow at MoveAthleticsPT on Instagram and Facebook and then subscribe to the Move Athletics newsletter at www.MoveAthleticsPT.com. All right, guys. Catch you next episode.